Welcome to the Stainless Souls Podcast, brought to you by the Realization of Stainless Souls, a come-as-you-are church of recovery and discovery. This is our first Sunday service. I am your host and minister, Robert Hobbs. Today is Sunday, the 17th of February, 2019. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Thank you for coming. Thank you for joining me on this first Sunday where the realization of Stainless Souls is having its first service. I would love to spend the morning speaking about how great Stainless Souls is, how wonderful our program is, and how fortunate you are to be here, be invited to this service and to this ministry. But that would be a waste of your time, and it would not be aligned with our mission. The realization of Stainless Souls is, as our tagline states, a come-as-you-are church. A come-as-you-are church, to us anyway, means you don't get dressed up. You don't have to take a shower. You don't have to do your hair. You don't have to put on makeup. You can just show up as you are. But even more deeply than your physical appearance is your mental and emotional condition. We don't care that you're broken. We don't judge anyone as they come through the door. This is a church for people who need a church. This is not a place where people from various walks of life put on their Sunday's best and come and show off their faith for an hour or so each week. There are places like that. Many of you have been to those places. And there's nothing wrong with them. They serve a purpose. But they don't serve our purpose. And our purpose is to relieve and ultimately eliminate the emotional and mental suffering associated with specifically addiction, codependency, trauma slash PTSD, suicidal ideation, and homelessness. Come as you are means come with all of that brokenness. Come with all of that suffering. We will invite you to leave it here with us. Each and every time you visit, we will invite you to leave it here with us. But we understand that for some time, some of you are going to want to take it back out with you. But keep coming back. The most important thing about today is that you're here. And the most important thing after the fact that you're here today is that you come back next week. And if we can commit to each other to absorb ourselves into a healing that we may not understand from Sunday to Sunday, we will make progress together in recovery. The second part of our tagline, a come-as-you-are church of recovery and discovery. I've already mentioned recovery from what? From addiction, from codependence, from PTSD, 
from suicidal ideation and from homelessness. Discovery of what? Discovery of the truth. The truth about who and what you are. The realization of stainless souls. A come as you are church of recovery and discovery. The entire program is summarized in that title and tagline. No matter what you think or believe about yourself or about other people, about humanity or about a higher power, within you, in the very center of your being, a place that you've probably never looked for, but in the center where all of you emerges from is a incorruptible, eternal, immortal soul. And at that point within you, the very center of you is a place where you can touch the infinite and eternal universal intelligence or higher power or God. One thing to know about what we teach is that you should not ever believe something because we told you to. The only thing that you really have to do in order to be successful on the spiritual path is meditate. Investing all of your energies into meditation will ultimately resolve all of your problems. We can't tell you what is true. We can only show you how to find out what is true. We can leave breadcrumbs like Hansel and Gretel so that you can follow the path in a way that is efficient and economical. But ultimately, what you discover on that path is yours and yours alone. There are many common features and attributes about the journeys that each of us take along the path so that we can share with each other our experiences. And in that sharing, realize that there are certain signposts, certain markers along the way that we all seem to recognize. But no two stories, no two journeys are the same. So I offered to you earlier an idea that from Sunday to Sunday, we would commit to each other become absorbed into our recovery, that we would support each other, we would commit to each other, we would persist in the effort to recover from that which ails us. I once was interested in rock climbing. I was 
actually interested in mountain climbing, but I didn't uh, get very far with rock climbing, so I never made it to the mountains. But embarking on a spiritual path to recovery is similar to climbing a mountain, a technical climb. And if you've ever watched mountain climbers or rock climbers, they will use their hands and their feet and their bodies to find nooks and crannies in the rock. And each nook and each cranny will be a handhold or a foothold that the climber grasps with a tremendous amount of energy as he scales the rock and every once in a while the climber will pound an anchor into the rock and tie his line off to that anchor and then he will proceed to find handholds and footholds to move upward above that anchor point and at some higher level he will pound another anchor into the rock and then proceed to climb again using handholds and footholds to another higher point in the spiritual path in the recovery path we are attempting to climb from the depths of despair and we've tried many times to get off the ground or out of the hole or off the bottom and we climb a little way and then we fall back and we climb a little way and we fall back maybe even lower than we were before a mountain climber can climb a little way and fall back but he's not going to fall all the way back to the bottom he's only going to fall as far as his last anchor point fail to do on the spiritual path or the path of recovery is build anchor points especially in the early days in the beginning when it's hard even if we can find a handhold or a foothold we can't hold on to it we're not strong enough we slip and fall muscles give in and we fall and we fall all the way back down what I want you to do is use Sunday as your anchor every Sunday is a little bit higher on the face of the mountain than the previous Sunday you come in on Sunday and you pound a new anchor into the rock and you tie your rope off on that anchor and then during the week you do your best with the other services that we offer through the week to find handholds to find footholds to practice your climb 
and to climb for six days. And then when you arrive at Sunday, you pound in another anchor. It may be that during the week, you fall back. But you won't fall back past Sunday. By successively building on small successes, you will develop your climbing muscles. You will learn where all the handholds and footholds are. You will develop the persistence, the commitment, the dedication to climb on. Handhold to handhold, foothold to foothold, anchor to anchor, handhold to handhold, foothold to foothold, anchor to anchor over and over. Eventually you're gonna run out of rock. And when you run out of rock to climb, that's called the summit. That's the place where everything that you expect in your recovery manifests in the most beautiful sages for millennia have sought refuge in the Himalayas or the Himalayas as I was taught to say it and you probably were too the greatest saints Buddhist and Hindu have all trekked into the Himalayas looking for a cave looking for solace looking for a place where they could spend every moment with God. In the 60s and 70s, Americans would take pilgrimages to India. They would travel into the Himalayas, seeking out saints and sages that could teach them how to find enlightenment, awakening, realization. One of the more famous ones was a Harvard psychologist by the name of Dr. Richard Albert. He was a friend of Timothy Leary. And um, in the 60s, he and Timothy were fired from Harvard for using university funds to buy LSD. Today, Richard Alpert is known as Ram Dass. And if you've read any of his books, you know what a delight he is. If you haven't read any of his books, I strongly recommend you to look up Ram Dass. It's a remarkable story. On the Beatles album, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, the saints in the line of self-realization are all pictured on the album cover. 
George Harrison is buried at an ashram in California that was founded by Paramahansa Yogananda. Yogananda was a saint who came to America in 1920, bringing a message of unity between Eastern and Western philosophy, Eastern and Western religion, Eastern and Western spirituality. He taught meditation. He teaches meditation still through his many writings that he authored prior to his death in 1952 in Los Angeles at 59 years old. As Yogananda was growing up, he ran away many times trying to escape to the Himalayas, but he was always turned back by one situation or another, ultimately because his divine purpose was to try to bring unity between the East and the West. But even Yogananda, who ended up in Los Angeles, tried to run to the Himalayas. Here in America, we're all too familiar with the many, many mountains in Judeo-Christianity. Noah's Ark, grounded on a mountain after the flood. Abraham's sacrifice of Isaac and the finding of the ram happened on a mountain. Moses and the burning bush was a mountain. Moses and the Ten Commandments was a mountain. Before his death, Moses was able to look onto the holy land that he would never get to visit from a high point. Jesus fed 5,000 on a hillside. The transfiguration occurred on Mount Tabor. The betrayal of Judas happened on the Mount of Olives. Crucifixion happened in Golgotha. Mountains and summits symbolize and have always symbolized the peak of the aspirants, realization in this incarnation. So many of us have put the summit of our spirituality in a place after our death, heaven or hell, but not in this lifetime. And conveniently, we're able to push aside all things spiritual because whatever's going to happen is going to happen when I'm dead. Others pursue the peak or the summit of spirituality in this incarnation. And they attempt to climb and they fall and they climb and fall and climb and fall. And although many are called, few make it. It's hard to begin a journey that's going to take a lifetime without visualizing the glory of the achievement, of the accomplishment. Without that vision, you may not even begin the journey because it serves as inspiration, as motivation. But at the same time, in the early days of our work, although it is unlikely and impossible in most cases for us to taste the rewards of our work, many of us give up too early. 
because it seems so far, so high, so difficult. We all know that in order to eat an elephant, you gotta do it a bite at a time. And even though we all intuitively and intellectually know that that's true, we don't put that philosophy into practice in the things we try to do in our lives. We want satisfaction and we want it now. You have to visualize the end to stay motivated and to stay inspired. But on the journey, it's the progress that matters. Day by day, handhold to handhold, week by week, anchor point to anchor point. Continuing to climb, it is impossible to not reach the summit if only you not give up. Climb on.